going to pray. And um, this is, a, I believe tonight's the word of the Lord. I mean, there's not a week I don't believe it's not. I, would, I mean, you know, it's, it's like my, I said to my wife, honestly, I really mean it. You know, she goes, when do you don't mean it and when are you not honest? So, so um, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm very excited because there's so many things opening up in the, in the realm of the spirit. And when I say in the realm of the spirit, it's not an abstraction where it's just a subjective feelings of a few individuals. It actually changes history. And so remember, uh, the Lord said to, uh, prophesied, was prophesied in Zechariah, to Zerubbabel, had to rebuild. He said, it is not by might. It is not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And when we, we engage the realm of the spirit and we can cooperate with the plans of God, you move it in the spirit and then the natural has to follow. The spirit world is the parent realm. The things that we can't see with a natural eye are eternal. So this is why it's important. It's not just a, a, a cute little uh, uh, um, indulgent uh, uh, subcultural vernacular uh, lingo, but we're, there's a lot of things opening up in the spirit. Very, very excited. So I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna get into it and um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what manifests. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're here. Thank you for your spirit. Right now, I just thank you. Um, tonight, we just thank you for realms of wisdom, realms of, realms of activation by your spirit, Lord. We just honour you. You're here. It says any two or more gathered together in your name, you're here. We just thank you right now for, uh, 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 for angels ascending and descending. We thank you. Uh, if there's any religious weirdness, we, we right now, we, we, we break it and shut it down in Jesus' name. Any slumber, we break it down, uh, break it, break it down uh, in Jesus' name. <laughs> and the Lord understands. He, he can interpret my tongues. So, amen. All right. <laughs> Good start, Todd. Well done. Awesome. All right. Now, um, yes. So, I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, there are no shortcuts in God. I don't, think that, I don't think they heard you say it again. I think you meant to take turns. Anyway, <laughs> you know, people talking over the top of each other. So there aren't any shortcuts in God. However, there is a phenomena that is called acceleration. With acceleration, so we need to understand our part and God's part. And boy, has God done His part. <laughs> and I'm waiting on the Lord. He's like, mm-hmm, you got that one wrong. Uh, uh, and so, so there are no shortcuts in God. A lot of people want, just give me that formula, give me this. And I, I, I understand there can be, you know, two steps to this, five steps to that. I'm fine with that. As long as people engage it. And so there aren't any shortcuts. Because what happens is every level you go to in the Lord, from faith to faith, glory to glory, you get tested. And you get tested to get promoted. You don't get tested to fail. You can't fail, you just go back again. Okay, don't collect $200, just go straight back there. <coughs> and so I found that the that, that, that Lord brings, there's multiple lessons in my spiritual walk that are, uh, are happening simultaneously, like wheels within wheels. And every test is to prove the growth or the development inside of me is real and I go to the next level. However, acceleration is real. And I know that, um, uh, you know, we, the Lord is not a Westerner per se. There are some values of the West that obviously would come from the Kingdom of Heaven, from like administration and detail and certain things like that. Um, however, 
what happens is that God, God is he's a zealous God. God's not conservative. God's not chill. <laughs> he's not phlegmatic. Um, he's not like, we'll see how it happens. It's not like that. We, we, I don't think we understand the intensity of the Lord. It says, for our God is a consuming fire. And there's something when we understand His ways, we can lean into that and see acceleration. So I wanna talk about what that looks like. We've been talking about, we've been talking about the invisible realm and ascension. And we talked about, uh, uh, um, we were talking about uh, trees, we talked about time, we're talking about other things like that. Um, but we're talking about tonight how to see the hand of God move in our life through engaging the invisible. Who wants to hear about that? Moving the, moving the hand of God. So one of the things is in regards to acceleration is this, is that no matter what your station is, you could be sort of like only a few years old in the Lord or you could have been you know, in the Lord for 40 years. But this is something really important to grasp because we need to understand why people are the way they are and why they manifest what they manifest. Um, I was, this was quoted to me on Sunday. It's a great scripture in Job chapter 32, verses six to nine. Job 32. So Elihu, the son of Barakel the Buzite, answered, there you go. Daryl just wishes he was up here preaching that. Um, answered and said, <clears throat> I am young in years, so everyone else has had their say. He said, I am young in years and you are very old. Therefore, I was afraid and dared not declare my opinion to you. I said, age should speak and multitude of years should teach wisdom. But there is a spirit in man and the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. Great men are not always wise, nor do the aged always understand justice. So you'd like, you'd think that the older people got the wiser they got, and that's not necessarily the case. What's exciting about this, no matter what our station is, at any stage we can engage wisdom and understanding and through the Spirit and the breath of God, it enters into us and changes our life. It doesn't take years and years and years and years. If we lay a hold of wisdom, Look, case in point, Javier from Argentina, you know, he laid a hold of God within, within I don't know, a very short time of receiving the baptism of the Spirit. He's, in, he, he's, he's moving in miracles and uh, changing the world. And that wasn't years and years. He laid a hold of God and God's Spirit breathed on the inside of him. Who wants to see that for their life? So it's, it's not about years and years and years. And I think also to remember talking about acceleration, uh, uh, um, really, if you really want acceleration, just get 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 ready. You know, like you, you see those people in the in the rodeos, and they don't just get on the on the ball or the horse. They really really strap that hand in there. <laughs> so if they want to come off, they can't. Okay, I want to get off. It's sort of like, and it's like mm, 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 you know. So so if you want acceleration, and so so tonight <clears throat> I want to talk about the mysteries connected to answered prayer. <laughs> The mysteries connected to answered prayer. Now, by the grace of God, is that <clears throat> by the grace of God, is that I have there's a grace in my life. I see a lot of answers to prayer, and it's not always easy to convey. Whether it's a, you know you're a person you've got a, a grace of faith on your life or this, this that's fine. But what I want to do is I want to connect it to our identity tonight. Well, I don't want to, the Holy Spirit wants to connect it to our identity. But there's a, I have, by the grace of God, I, I, I have seen so many answers to prayer over the years, like ridiculous amounts. And that's why I have a grace. Now, one of the things, 
The Lord said to me, because I used to get a little bit complaining and whingy to the Lord. I've changed, all right, I've grown. I said, how, I mean, I find it so easy to start things, make things happen. I just got a grace to do it. The Lord said to me, Todd, I've put a grace on you. Never ever judge other people according to the grace I've put on you, but use the grace I've put on you to serve other people. That's a big difference. Some people have a grace of every, you know, whether it's a prophetic grace or a grace to make money or whatever. How come other people can't? It's just so easy. Well, hang on. No, no, no. We're meant to take that grace and we're meant to serve. And I've seen that again and again and again. And what I do, I'm not just a, like a talking head, you know, with, you know, waxes eloquent a bit. I have to see constant manifestations of answers to prayer. That's one of my key roles. That we use the word landing things or manifesting things or whatever, but it's like that's key. And so I see in the body of Christ too much, people just, they just struggle to get answers to prayer. And so that's a passion of mine is to see that spirit of barrenness broken. This is what we're talking about tonight. It's not, there's nothing judgy about it, but I want to, but it's, it's connected to mysteries. And, 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 and there is nothing really that we understand in the English culture, the Western culture, the Australian culture that would really give us answers. We have to find it in Hebraic culture. We have to find it in a Middle Eastern culture that it most greatly ref- reflects the values of heaven because God really did, He expressed Himself through that, that language and through those people. And so one of the things, that one scripture that's not very, very common and, uh, 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 and uh, it's a very, very little mystical passage of scripture hidden in Proverbs but right at the end, it asks a very, very interesting question. So we're gonna to go to Proverbs chapter 30, and it says this, Who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? If you know. And so we have here, clearly it's the Lord who's done these things. And you see what, what here uh, uh, clearly who's ascended, who's descended. Um, gathered the wind in his fists, bound the waters in a garment, established the ends of the earth. It's the Lord. But what's his son's name? What's his son's name? If you know. And so I want to go through. I want to provoke people in a godly way tonight. But one a key scripture that Jesus said to his disciples: the disciples didn't have any idea about so many different things. It's uh, 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 John chapter 16, verse 12. Jesus wanted to communicate so many more things. He said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. So take comfort that while the disciples walk with Jesus, Jesus is very clear, the Holy Spirit's with you, but one day He will be in you. He says, I want to explain a lot of things, but you can't handle it. And, and so, so one of the things, it's very interesting because... <clears throat> um, uh, I get these. I get these downloads to share publicly, you know, to minister on, and the, the, things are happening so quickly at the moment, so quickly. I was told now I, I might have got some of these details. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be basically right, but I was just chatting to Kate, and <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, regarding um, Munta, and I don't get the the things I get. I don't get for me. I get them to give them away. If you, there are so many keys being thrown out, but we just don't just just stand there. Keys hitting you in the head, bang, banging you. Like grab them and use them, because you know she was just saying that someone since they've been connected to the to the church up there. Um, I don't know if it's in the last year, but they had not seen any family members saved for for ever, maybe. And in the last year, they've seen fifteen people in their family come to the Lord. <clears throat> now, 
And we're talking like connected, semi-connected. We're not talking, but what what we're saying is this, we're giving keys for intercession, keys for prayer. So many different things. So, so, so when I'm sharing, this is not for me. This is to give away. And so, so but, but, but the Lord, he, he has so many more things He wants to tell us, but it only, you know, there was a lament in the book of Hebrews. He said, I wanna give you meat, but I can give, only give you milk. So this is why you hear it, you lay a hold of it and you apply it. And, 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 and this is one of, my, one of my major passions is to see people get that massive breakthrough in prayer. Um, we're going to go straight to, uh, um, so, so w- w- tonight what we're going to do is we're going to be a re- give you a relatively thorough pathway mapping the Word of God that will point you in the direction of certain answers to prayer, okay? If you engage the steps, who, who's, who's slightly interested in seeing answer to prayer in their life? The absolute rhetorical question. All of a sudden, it's sort of like the children's bread. Give me some, yeah! like this. I get it, I get it. Every, it's, 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 because when you get answers to prayer, you see the Father. You, you see the Father, I've seen the Father. And it's like, so, so tonight's about the mysteries of answered prayer. So we're gonna start in John 14, Not we're gonna skip one. Now we're gonna go through some scriptures and I want you to feel the passion of Jesus. I want you to feel the passion. He's not just saying this sort of like, you know, sort of leaning on a rock and he's got a toothpick. Yeah, um, and so I'm gonna send you another one. And um, I want you to feel the incredible passion of the Lord when He's telling His disciples this. He really wants them to get it. Jesus never prayed amiss once, not once. And what happens is that we have the perfect prayer partner in us, the Holy Spirit. He's never prayed amiss either. So we need to know what this looks like. So John 14, 13 to 14. Jesus, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Who finds that more than a little interesting? Come on. Okay, well, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, everything is established. You know the word born again or born from above is only a couple, two or three times in, in the New Testament. And we, 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 and it's a truth. It's a truth. So when you see something two or three times, you go, my goodness, God wants us to get this. Let's, let's look at John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit uh, should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give you. So we've got two here. Remember, we're talking about we need to ask in Jesus' name. Correct. And so let's go John 16, 23, 24. We've got two already. Let's go for three. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give you. How many is that so far? That's three. Why don't we try another one? I mean, this is the, I want you to feel the passion of the Lord. See, He's talking about normal kingdom living. Not like, 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 contend, contend, contend like crazy. Can answer to prayer. And, whew, how long did that take you to get? Well, 18 months. I'll, maybe I'll, and then I'll get the next answer to prayer in 12 months. That's called the wilderness. We need to know God's way so we're living in the richness of the oil and the wine and the fat. We need to understand, we need to know His ways because I tell you what, right now, that if He, if he had for the children of Israel a, a land flowing with milk and honey, and they had wells they did not dig, vineyards they did not plant, and cities they did not build. 
How much more in Christ? How much more in Christ? Let's try John 16, 26, 27. In that day, you will ask in my name. I do not say that I should pray to the Father for you. For the Father Himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I come forth from God. So we have again, normal kingdom reality is once Jesus goes to the Father and He sent His Spirit that in His Name, we can ask the Father and He will do it. Who wants that to be their testimony? I need an Amen. This is not a mental thing. This has got to be interactive because what happens is faith is activated through action and the best action is the tongue. If you cannot tame the tongue, you cannot tame the tongue, even if you go, you go well, I'm not saying good or bad things. Yeah, a ship, no rudder, okay? So, so there's, there's something about the amen, so it is, let it be unto me. So, so who wants to see incredible righteous prayers answered in their life constantly? Amen. But people are very good with whinging when they don't get it. So we gotta just go after it. Okay, so here we go. We're gonna go deep into the realm of mysteries to see the continual flow of answers to prayer. Ephesians chapter five. What has this got to do with answers to prayer? I'm glad you didn't ask. For no one ever hated his own flesh, his own body, but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of the Lord's body, of the Lord's flesh and of His bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his, leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So here we're talking about the mystery of marriage. And so, but the mystery of, the ma- of marriage is the best way to picture Jesus' relationship to the church. And so uh, uh, one, one thing that's interesting is that I wanna make this very, very clear. When man and woman get married, they become one, one flesh, bone of their bones, flesh of their flesh. And obviously I don't have to, I don't, sex ed isn't necessary in, in this context, obviously. But what happens, the two become one. You could say, oh yes, there's a soul tie, or there could be all sorts of different things. But the two become one. And so what we have here, it is when a wife is married to a husband and a husband is married to his wife. The two are one. However, it is not the same for the bride. Only the wife and the husband are one. The bride is not. That's a promise. The bride is going to meet the groom and might even be going to get married, but they're not married. Only husbands and wives in the union of marriage are one. Can someone say amen? Everyone sounds shocked. What have you guys been up to lately? <laughs> and so, and so this is what the, Paul, let's read this again. Let's go back to that. 
I just feel like we're getting an education. All right, here we go. For no one ever hated his own body, but nourishes and cherishes it as the Lord does the church. For we are members of Jesus's body, of Jesus's flesh and of Jesus's bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. This is, this is marriage here. And this is a consummated marriage. And the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And one flesh and oneness is for husband and wife, not for bride. That is epic silence. Did you guys practice this before I come in? <laughs> Flip, this is amazing. And you go, I feel like, collectively, you guys are like, I feel like I'm being set up. You are, you are. So, okay, let's go a bit further. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 16 and 17. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot or prostitute is one body with her? So here we're talking about union. So when someone's joined to a prostitute or a harlot, they're, 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 they'll, they'll become one, one body with her. For the two, he says, so this is physical intimacy, the two becoming one. For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Here's a question. Will we, will we be joined to the Lord one day or are we joined to the Lord now? Now. Houston, we have a problem. Because if you're joined to the Lord, you're one with Him and the bride can't be one with the husband because it's the wife and the husband. Are you hearing me? So this is very, very interesting. So this is not a future event. Those who are joined to the Lord are one spirit with Him. Now, what you have, let me just... Go up. These aren't really sacred cows. These are just cows. Um, people get really weird in this area. And so we are not talking about uh, anything, anything sexual and connected to the Lord is not on the table. You get this. I've seen s serious weirdness out there. Is sexual oneness or physical oneness is a type of ultimate oneness and connection. Can someone say amen? In, in whole cultures, especially Africa and other places, is people can have a spirit husband or a spirit wife. Someone can be married to someone's spirit. I am absolutely against that. It, that is flat out demonic. There are demonic spirits that visit people at night, one being incubus and others, that where people engage on that level and that is anathema. That is, that is just not on the table. So what we do is rather than celebrate the purity and holiness of oneness with the Lord, people bring it down to an unclean level and defile it. So we can't reject that. Uh, the, the, we can't reject the fact of, of oneness with the Lord because what happens is, is oneness between a husband and a wife is a type of our connection to the Lord. And the bride is not, it's a promise, you know, sort of what a beautiful bride. I understand once people get married, she's been my bride for, for 10 years, but technically that's incorrect, that's not correct. Because, because you actually, it's the husband and the wife that are connected. So ultimately, 
Ultimately, marriage is about oneness and connection and it is a, a supernatural metaphor of our connection with the Lord. If we could put up uh, um, John 17. It's Jesus' prayer. Uh, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. So this is what marital union is about. Oneness. You go, what has this got to do with answer prayer? I'm glad you didn't ask. Okay, so, so this is interesting. So when, uh, uh, so my wife and I have been married, this is our 20th year. And ooh, like this, you know, and I know when the, the number 20 clicks around, there'll be pressure for another gift. Anyway, so um, now I want you, now just for a minute, I want you to pretend that when we met, I brought a lot to the table. <laughs> I want you to pretend that I had all this money <laughs> and really, you know, I, I, I invested in, the stock market and I sort of had my own place. So I, you know, I, want, I want you to imagine that for a second because the opposite is true. I really didn't have anything. I didn't have anything. Now, uh, but just, just pretend I did. <laughs> pretend I had a lot. And so, and so uh, uh, we fell in love. We got married. Um, and what happens, uh, Rachel knew it was God. I knew it was God. And um, one of the things... What, what happened when we got married is that she took on my name. Now, people are like, oh. <laughs> no, it's a good thing. Remember, pretend like I had a lot going for me. Just, we got to paint that picture. Pretend I brought a lot to the table. You, got, you, you forgot that part. Now, let's just say I did. <laughs> so when we, get, we got married, is that not only did, my wife take on my name, but she, she took on everything that I brought to the table. She took, she took all of that on. Not only that, she would just come out of uni and she had considerable like hex debt and other things, considerable debt. And so what happens is we became one. She takes on my name. She takes what I bring to the table and vice versa. But if there was any debt or anything, that's now my debt because the two are now one. And that's what you, you enter into that. So legally she takes on my name and again, pretending I brought a lot to the table. Let's just say, let's just, let's just say I was worth $10 million. <laughs> <clears throat> let's just say, <laughs> again, use your imagination. <laughs> All right. So as soon as, as soon as we say vows and we're, and we're one, legally she takes on my name and she takes on, and, and, and she takes on all of that, the, the $10 million or whatever else is involved. That becomes hers because we're one. And so what happens is you've got a church that doesn't understand they're one with the Lord and they don't know anything about what it is to ask the Father anything in Jesus' name because you've taken on the name of the Lord. Who thinks that's profound? That is profound because this, it, it's so much deeper. We're going, and we're going to go, again, none of these cows are sacred. We're just gonna call them cows. We're gonna go after them. And so, and so a bride doesn't get to take on a groom's name. A wife does. 
completely different. And so, uh, uh, um, uh, so everything that was hers became mine and everything mine became hers. So, so what I want to draw upon here now is there is, we're going into very, very deep waters of the supernatural. It is very clear, it is very clear that God said He was Israel's husband and Jesus is the husband of His wife, the church. Now, what that looks like for individually, I'm not necessarily saying everyone individually is married to the Lord. However, we can actually enter into that place of covenant and marriage covenant privilege without getting a weird about it. Because we, Jesus is sort of like, well, you can use my name if you have to. It's like, it's like the Lord saying, look, you got your own stuff, but look, I've got in the, if, if, you, if you go in the kitchen, you, second drawer down, there's a credit card and you can use it. That's not what the Lord's saying. He's saying, I'm telling you in that day, in that day, whatever you ask the Father in my name, whatever you ask the Father in my name, that He will do. Just ask Him. Right In Jesus' Name, because we've taken on His Name, because we're co-crucified with Him. We've been raised with Him. Those who join the Lord are one spirit with Him and any sense of separation or orphan spirit instantly disqualifies us from believing and not doubting. It is not unbelief that will stop manifestation, it is doubt. Doubt can look like 1%. We have to know that we know that we know that we know that we are joined to the Lord, that we are flesh of His flesh and bone of His bones. Can someone say Amen? And everything He is and everything He has is ours. And when people have a complaint about anything to do with following the Lord, look at what you brought to His table. the fool. <laughs> so see it like this. We are connected to the Lord. We are connected to the Lord, but intimacy, intimacy unlocks the privileges of the covenant we are already in with all the benefits that it contains, i.e. everything that is in His Name. Everything that's in Jesus' Name. Everything. Everything that's in Jesus' Name. He only owns the universe. And the only thing that will stop it is our unbelief and our doubt. And again and again and again. So when we engage intimacy, it actually activates all the privileges of the covenant. Who finds that profound? Because we want shortcuts. I really want breakthrough. Oh yeah, I'd like a really great testimony. Oh, you know, Lord, Lord, if I could just pay off my house and then I'll get in a prayer. Or I could just, I just, I really need to meet my life partner and then I could be really sold out for you. It's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. Because what happens is that the only thing that we really have is that we're already blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, in Him. He's God, He's a person, He's he's realms, He's, He's heavenly places. He's the way, the truth and the life. He's the door, He's the journey, He's the destination. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the who was and is and is to come. The first and the last. He's the everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, a, 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 a mighty God. And so, so we're, 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 in, in, we're in covenant with Him. But what happens if we do not pursue intimacy, it's never activated. 
Now, so now what we're going to do, we're going after some cows now, giving you, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the book of Revelation. And this is, this is a big cow, okay? So, um, now, keep in mind, is that in 2020, the world changed very quickly. And I had been in the Lord for decades. I never really, uh, eschatology, I, I, I dabbled in it, <clears throat> never taught on it, never preached on it, didn't have a conviction about it. I thought we'll cross that bridge, <laughs> we'll cross that bridge and boy did I cross it. So 2020, <clears throat> and I was driven into the book of Revelation and it, it, it just did not make sense to me. And on further investigation, I realised that it is not strictly in chronological order. Is the seven letters of the churches were literal letters, and there's so many, so many interesting things about it. One of my convictions it says I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. So you have a look through Scripture. What is the Lord's day? There is no Lord's day. This is oh, it's Sunday. Where? Show me what? Because that, is that the Lord's day? I thought so. So we don't. We're not under the Sabbath anymore. We're free from the Sabbath, but now we've moved the Sabbath to Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Like people don't understand how this works. The Lord is the Lord of the Sabbath. The Lord is our rest. If you want to know about the Sabbath, you go into Hebrews 4 and it talks about the seventh day. And it talks about the, the timeless dimension of God's rest and what it is. When you, it says, be diligent to enter the rest. That's the oxymoron of the paradox. So when it says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, it means He was in the timeless dimension outside of time and space. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. That's why strictly it's not a chronological uh, 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 unfolding is probably four or five visions. Four or five visions. He didn't have it in, 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 in total sequence. So, and then you have, so you actually have to hold it loosely. And, and, and I'll tell you what, if you want to learn about the Old Testament prophets, study the book of Revelation. Because you look at the themes they bring up and you could all be mapped back to the major prophets. It's just genius. The Bible is genius. It's amazing. Uh, uh, um, you know, I know. I know um, I, I, I'm not always going to be completely refined on my language, and just by my nature of being relatively bulldozerish, I will offend some people. You're just going to have to get healed in my presence, okay? Because one of the things, one of the things is this: is that uh, I, mean, <laughs> uh, I am I, I've, I haven't had a business card for a long time. I'm thinking of getting one, and. Um, uh, one, one, uh, no, no I've, I've thought about this for a long time. <laughs> On this business card, they go, what do you do? And I'm going to put sheep shifter. <coughs> now, <laughs> transmutation. Okay, so, so um, what you have is, uh, is if you go in the realm of the Spirit and you have a look, Lion, ox, eagle, man, wheels within wheels, eyes all around within. What about this one? I wept much because no one was found worthy to read the scroll and look at it. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has prevailed to open the scroll and loose its seven seals. And I looked and behold, in the midst of the throne and one of the four living creatures in the midst of the elders stood a lamb. So hang on, I thought it was a lion of the tribe of Judah. Now we have a lamb in the midst of the throne as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God set out to all the earth. And then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him. You're going deep into the realm of the spirit. 
So we actually have to, in regards to time and what things look like, we have to hold it relatively loosely. And then we, we you know, you know is, the, is the New Jerusalem, is it a city, an actual city with tons of twelves or is it the church? The answer is yes. Because in the realm of the Spirit, you, it's rarely you get something that's completely mutually exclusive. It, it is, this is why when you, when you dig into the book of Revelation, and trust me, it, you can sit in it for years, it actually says you are blessed if you engage it and understand it and you keep it. Because God will give you the privilege of unlocking the codes of heaven's language. This is why we interpret dreams. That's why we see the, the fulfilment of it and the manifestation of it. It is heavenly wisdom. And you could be saved for years and years and years and years. You might not have wisdom. Wisdom comes from the Almighty when He breathes understanding into your spirit. So what I'm gonna do is, uh, <laughs> we've been talking about, let's have a look. All right, get ready. I wanna read out something that has been taught as a future event, but I really believe it's something that takes pl- has taken place in the Spirit and is taking place. You know, it's crazy. When I go down through these next few passages and you see the songs that were chosen tonight, you'll go, wow. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know what was being sung tonight. I never know the songs being chosen. I don't sort of, what's your song list so I can just get revelation around your themes? You know, I'm not that guy, right? Oh, it's amazing. You know, <clears throat> um, shooting fish in a barrel. So, so we got to realise what's taking place in the realm of the Spirit. You know, one of those things is the Lord who was and is and is to come. He came before, He's continually coming now and He will continue to keep coming. That's His function. That's not the Lord Almighty. That's what He does. He's already come and He's continually coming and He will continue to come because He is faithful. Can someone say Amen. I know this is, we, we, we go, oh, my mind is bent like a pretzel. Okay, here we go. I believe this is now. Revelation 19, <laughs> verses six to 10. And I heard as it were, the voice of a great multitude as the sound of many waters and as the sound of mighty thundering saying, hallelujah, I'm sorry, hallelujah. For the Lord God, omnipotent reigns, Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and His wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then He said, right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And He said to me, these are the true sayings of God. And I fell at the feet to worship the angel. The angel said, see, you did not do that. I'm your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. For worship God for the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. So <coughs> I was taught for years that one day we're all gonna be caught up in the sky and we're gonna have this big banquet. But we have a problem because it actually says we're already joined to the Lord. And it already says marriage is a picture of the Lord's relationship to His church. And then we actually don't just have the power of attorney to take on His name or use His name, should I say, but that we actually, those who are joined to the Lord are one spirit with Him. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And that our life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who, who died for me and gave Himself for me. Now, I, I, wow, this, come on. 
I have a good, I have a, I, I have a good marriage here, finds a wife, finds a good thing. I love my wife, she loves me, we have a good marriage. Right, we do. It's anointed, we're best friends, soulmates, all the lovely other boxes you wanna tick, we're there. But let me just say this, let me say this. Paul goes, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life, that's beyond marriage. Marriage is a type of our connection to the Lord. And when you get that out of whack, you'll be in trouble because you start to exalt something and you start to expose yourself to fear. Whereas what happens, perfect love drives out all fear. So you go, oh, you know, this is a, oh, this is a bit full. No, 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 no. Who we are in Christ is full on and what He's already done for us. Our inheritance is crazy. Answer to prayer is like easy. Every, everything that God could do for you is so easy. But us to give ourselves to Him, that's the issue. Because He says, in that day, whatever you ask. So uh, um, for I, I judge this, that, that he who, he, one died for all, that all died, that they, those who die should no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died and rose again. It's oneness, 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 oneness. And it's like great marriage, best friends, married 20 years. And I, if I was to compare that compared to what the Lord requires of me, for, you know, it's like, it's, it's, can you imagine my wife just, you know, I, oh gosh, can you imagine my wife say, for me to live is Todd and to die is gain. Ugh, you know, <laughs> serious. It's a bit creepy. You know, is there such thing as a culty marriage? You know, so, no, no. But, but, but what I'm saying is this, is that marriage is awesome, but it's only a type of our oneness with the Lord. And when we don't understand it, Prayer's very hard. You don't have to go, you actually don't have to go deep. You can hold back, but then what happens is you don't find that territory where, where constant answers, to, effortless answers to prayer manifest. You don't have to have it. As for me, my house will serve the Lord, we wouldn't do this. But this is, what, this is where it is. It's really, we're asking the wrong questions. Lord, why wouldn't you answer my prayer? And he goes, you wanna know? And it's not like the Lord's not answering our prayer, it's that we retreat into this orphan space where we separate ourselves from the Lord internally. And He said, I'm already connected to you. So, so we, what we have is that we, those who join the Lord are one spirit with Him. And we have Ephesians where it says, I talk about the mystery of the church. So this is why we have the mystery of answers to prayer. Who's, who's, who's finding the Lord speaking to them a little bit tonight? Just, just, just a little bit, okay? Because this, this has actually got celebration on it. This is not sort of like, okay, we're gonna talk about answers to prayer tonight. You're not trying enough, you know, condemnation. It's not that, the celebration. With you, it's the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. Pleasures at your right hand forevermore. It's just about a matter of us giving ourselves over to the Lord, but we belong to Him anyway. And so we have here, not a future event. I'm gonna say it again. We are. We are connected to the Lord, but intimacy unlocks the privileges of the covenant that we are already in with all the benefits that contain it contains, i.e. everything that is in His Name. So this is so good. This is what happens when you take on God's Name and all the legal privileges and authority because intimacy activates authority. <coughs> So we have here, blessed are those who call to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Blessed are those. 
I mean, come on, that's amazing. Then you have this big chunk of Scripture and it directly proceeds and connected to this next part. Revelation 19, 11 to 15. Now I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. So let's, why don't we just, just, just indulge me. So clearly we have intimacy and knowing that the body is married to, to the husband, that activates authority because the wife has taken on the name of the husband. All the legal rights, all the privileges, all the authority and all the inheritance. So you go after this and you manifest authority because they're connected. People go, oh, wow, white horse's future, is it? <laughs> you, you're asking, that, this is the wrong church to ask that question. <laughs> for those, you guys have heard it, for those on the live stream, uh, ministry session, receiving prayer, open my eyes, we finished, call, about to pull up stumps, get out of there, pour water on the fire, call the dogs in, you know, get the kids in the car. And anyway, um, <laughs> and also I'm going, hang on, hang on, hang on, because I had a ministry session. I said, I'm, I'm seeing something. Start seeing something come out the wall. And got bigger and bigger and bigger. And again, I, you know what? I, I'm actually, I have, I have just stepped so far out in the branch and behind me it's like, <laughs> I just don't care anymore. I don't care. i tell you what I saw. What came out of the wall wasn't just a white horse. It looked like I was watching the beginning of a TriStar movie. It had wings. I'm just telling you what I saw. I mean, I'm, I'm, giving, you, I'm giving you a prophetic testimony. You know, some people might, they wobble, you know, like a loose tooth, but I don't care. And what happens is like this, and I'm like, now I'm fully in the spirit again. Before I had my eyes closed and I was going to this whole hectic sea realm, but now it's sort of like fully dilated. I'm just open-eyed vision. And this horse is standing, it was like here, and I'm, I'm sitting down and... <laughs> The guy it was Dan Deval was with, of course, um, and with Dan, and he, and he starts asking me questions. You know what's so? What did my head in? Is that the Lord would give me the answers to the questions He hadn't even asked yet? So the realm of the spirit is quicker than the synapses of the sharpest mind. And I'm thinking like this: I'm going. There's a massive horse next to me. I'm like, what is this? I go, I go what is this? And I hear the Lord go, messenger. And Dan goes, what, what is it? Messenger. Okay. Um, is this mine? <laughs> of course you're going to get that. You know, can't take it for a spin. Uh, is this mine? <laughs> right. And, and then the, the Lord's amazing. It's just, you know, dun, 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 da-da-da, a great chorus. Anyway, so... So 
He said, it is if you choose to accept it. I'm like, I call it the Mission Impossible horse. And I'm like, yep, and <laughs> giddy yep. And so next thing I know, I don't even remember, I'm like, like this, sort of like, sort of like. And I'm up in the atmosphere. I'm looking down on this, this demonic stuff. And I'm sort of like, I'm not, I'm not even trying. <laughs> I'm not. And everything was like hectic darkness. Um, saw lots of red, like larvary sort of gear. And I'm like, okay. And then had a look around and then these things took place and whatnot. Come back. And I'm like, that was intense. Come on. And then um, I remember like, because I'm the, I keep like, look, if you ever give me really bad, scary, negative things to tell me, I keep, I'm great at secrets, but I'm terrible with good news. Anything exciting? I'm sort of like, anyway, um, I'm shocking, shocking, just high enthusiasm. So I go into the staff room like this, and they go, how'd you, how'd your session go? Oh, you've got no idea. And there's a white horse and this, and you know, and there's someone over here and someone over there. And then we go, I went, you know, it's a red and black and this, you know, like this. And they go, hey, wait, wait, wait. look what you're wearing. I went, huh. and I'm wearing a polo shirt, red and black, with a white horse, guy on a white horse, Ralph Lauren. I did my head in. I'm like, okay, okay. And then what happened is I said yes, and I went into something I didn't understand, dimensionally full on. There's not futures happened. Who wants that? Who wants these sort of things to happen to them? Seriously, come on. You need a little, little bit more high enthusiasm, I think. So, yeah. <laughs> come on, Aussie, come on. Come on. Come on, Aussie, come on. Flippin' heck. Uh, <laughs> the glory of the Lord turns out. What was it like? It was all right. Um, <laughs> Not bad. Uh, <laughs> what happened is this horse basically directly connected within three days, we were given $50,000 exact amount we needed for a crusade in Uganda. So it's connected to finance. Amazing. And then someone else had an encounter with the white horse and then like we're talking like, like this is how the building got paid off. And, and I've preached it in other churches and the white horse manifests. I can't just get up there and just sort of like a, and there was a miracles breakout. Like it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> That's how the church got paid off. We were stretched financially. You know, we didn't cross the Red Sea, we swam. How you guys going? <laughs> but we obeyed the Lord. We obeyed the Lord. <laughs> and and uh, and then by the time we're coming to the interest only period, we just didn't have the money. The Lord spoke to someone and said, just pay the church off. Who, who, who would like that for their personal finances? Shikabamba. See, the realm of the Spirit, one day, why is it one day? Well, I haven't experienced it yet. Maybe you're deaf, dumb and blind. That's a real consideration. You've got to be okay with that. Because when we, we come before the Lord, and Jeremiah, what do you see? I've seen this, you've seen well. And I, I'm, I'm, you know, this, this is why the Spirit realm is so exciting. 
So exciting. Norm McLeod comes here and he gets caught up in the heavens and the champions of God have never tasted defeat. And then these are the horses out of the Lord's stables. And the, the white horse sort of like, you know, full Fabergé commercial like this. And, you know, lightnings and, you know, like, no, serious. Like, like, we're talking, this is real. And one day we're gonna go to the marriage supper. One day we'll experience the white horse. It's happening, friends. But it gets activated through intimacy. Intimacy. And you take on legally the Lord's name, His inheritance, His authority, His nature. We are partakers of the divine nature through the precious promises, through the knowledge of Him. And you start to go, my goodness. So what happens when you realise you've got to be all in, you get everything. But when you sit on the outside going, I don't know about nothing. We, 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 we are, as a nation, in the valley of decision. If you're all in, you're gonna be fine. If you're not, if you, if you better wait and see, sorry. Sorry about that. So, so this is what's so exciting. And so, so you've got all this incredible, you take on the, na- on the nature of the Lord, you, 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 you activate all the privileges of being connected to the Lord as part of the wife of the Lord. And then you get His authority. And it said at the end there, He will rule the nations with a rod of iron. Let's have a look at Revelation 2 verses 26 to 28. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's, like the potter's vessels. I, I, also as I receive from my Father, and I will give him the morning star. We're called to rule with a rod of iron. And this is where the church is sort of like sacred and secular and separation of church and state. And, you know, we've got a church and state conference coming up. No, we're, 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 this is like, we're, we're going to see the manifestation of the kingdom, friends. Do you understand this? This is why, this is why I saw the, the, the city prepared as a bride. Come, I'll show you the Lamb's wife. Come down like a bride, but I'll show you the Lamb's wife. The New Jerusalem, 12 foundation stones. Uh, 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 12 gates, 12 pearls, 12 angels, the names of the apostles, the 12 apostles, the 12 tribes and so on and so forth. The trees of life, 12 fruits for for each month of the year as eternity invades the time-space world. We are in the most exciting times. But do not despise the day of small things is that we overcome in the micro decisions and building intimacy. Intimacy activates, activates, uh, uh, um, the privileges of being connected to Him and, and we get to use His name. So that when you, when, the more intimate you are with the Lord, the more activates authority. So you go, okay, let's finish on the how-to. Hallelujah. So firstly, firstly, um, la la la. Let's have a look, how have I done this? All right, beautiful. Okay, let's do John 14. This is the first step, first step. And I will pray the Father and He will give you another helper that He may abide with you forever, ever, ever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him for He dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. There's not a day ever where I don't engage with the Holy Spirit. There's not a day. I can't do anything. I can't do anything. I'm pretty comfortable with that because I know God's power. I know, I know that He, you know, he, he's, he, you, 
You're his body. Where is body? He, he, do you know there's a war over bodies? Right? So, you know, Reese Howes, what a crazy, amazing son of God he, he, he is, right? He could go, there's a, there's a place in Wales, I think he goes, he said, that's a place there where I completely surrendered my body to the Holy Spirit. And, and so I, I know I can't do, I, every day, morning Holy Spirit, can you help me pray? Can you, I oh, thank you Holy Spirit. You're my helper. You're my teacher. And, 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 and you know, it actually, it, it, I think I've got it in here, I might not have it, but it says the Father will send the Spirit in my name. So the Spirit of Jesus. So Jesus is no longer on the earth physically. He's on the earth spiritually. You're the physical part. He's the spiritual part. And when we realise that, you go, oh. And I, he goes, I've got so many things I want to tell you, but I can't. I, 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 I can't tell you guys, you, you'll freak out. But really, is marriage is a type of Jesus and the church. You know, and you're co-crucified. They didn't even understand what the crucifixion was. They, were, they, didn't, they would struggle with the resurrection. So unless the Holy Spirit teaches you something, you know nothing. People can talk to you. I can go like this. This is why I pray at the beginning of the meeting to release the angelic. So they actually open people's eyes and break, break chains and, and, and pierce veils. So the real, the, 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 the real winningness is the Lord and being one with Him and being able to use His name. The bonus is the answer to prayer. When you see it in that priority and you cultivate this, you can't just, otherwise, if everything's transactional, it's not a marriage. It's not a marriage, it's not a covenant. So, so everything, everything I do, I started off, it started off. Morning, Holy Spirit, you know, I think I read Benny Hinn's book or something. You know, I'm talking to the air, good morning, Holy Spirit, so abstract. But I, do, I, I stuck with it, I cultivated it, I, I, I spoke to the Lord. And then what happens, you start to bear the fruit of the Spirit. You start taking on the Lord's you know, attributes and personality. And then, and then see, no, we're no longer under any law. Now, mature sons are led by the Spirit and we abide in Him, we bear His fruits, but we can quench and can grieve. You say dumb things, Think dumb things, do dumb things. You quench and grieve, and it's like, it's like, you, 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 you. It is what it is. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. But what happens? We choose a dark frequency. We drop ourselves down, right? And it's not like you earn your way back up. But the, the, you know, there is a tension on the fishing line reality. You know, Paul. This is was this is Paul's default setting, and he didn't get there overnight. It was like you know the the shampoo didn't happen overnight, but it did happen. Okay. So basically is this, is that Paul learnt, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we've, we've, we've decided this, whether in the body or whatever, he said, our aim is to be pleasing to the Lord. To be pleasing to the Lord. I know when my preaching pleases the Lord. I know when my worship pleases the Lord. I know when I go about my daily business, right? Pleases the Lord. I know, I, sometimes I'm not sure and other times I know it's not. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Like, no, 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 no. And then, <laughs> and it's sort of like, <clears throat> but you keep that tension, the fishing line, and you sort of like, you, you feel the pleasure of the Lord. That's the Holy Spirit. Make him your best friend. Uh, Ricardo Rodriguez, the uh, senior leader of the Colombian church, 40,000 people, miracle worker. 
Yes, he does. He said, Todd, I, I wake up in the morning. I hang out with the Holy Spirit all morning that I might do a bit of admin because my life isn't, isn't that hard. He's given himself over completely to the Lord. He's terrified. Absolutely gripped with fear and he just walks into a room and miracles break out because he's given himself over to the Holy Spirit. That's the first step of marriage, of being one with the Lord because his Spirit is in you. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. But remember, you know, like I said, I know we're using biblical language, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, only one God, only one God. God is omnipotent. He's omnipresent in the whole universe by His Spirit. God is Spirit, God is life, God is love, God is holy. And you start to, the, see, see, I'm, you know, <laughs> this is a miracle. I really am, like I mean, in the Lord for over 30 years, I really am starting to grasp the Trinity. Like grasp it. it is, it's cognitive, it's not, it's, you, 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 you can't be quite serious. All right. Sometimes I'm like, I can't answer your request. Okay, sort of like, I'm going, hmm, well. so, so the Holy Spirit's your teacher, your comforter. So not by might, not by, not by, beep, 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 that's all folks. Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Okay, so number one is cultivate, acknowledge the, the, the Spirit of Christ in you. Talk to Him, worship Him, He's God. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. It actually says in Peter, it says uh, the Old Testament prophets, the Spirit of Christ was testifying to them. And you start going, what? but I thought he came, no, 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 read the Bible. It's in the Bible, it's the Bible. Okay, all right. Second point, John 14. Now we're gonna read two little chunks of Scripture. We're gonna join them together because they're the same principle. <laughs> At that day, you'll know that I'm in my Father and you in me and I in you. It's oneness. He who has my word or my commandments and keeps them. It is he who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Let's go to the next one. We'll just pair them up. Jesus said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. The word there is teireo. Teireo means to guard it, do not let it out of your sight. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Revelation, behold, God's tabernacle is with men. And it's not visitation, it's habitation. So what you have is that when you go, you know what, I've got to grab the Word of God. And I was talking about it on Sunday, grab the Word of God and hold it in my heart. Take the things that you find interesting. The Bible's amazing, amazing. Get a love for the Word and just let it overtake you. You have about 70,000 thoughts a day. Start throwing the Word of God in there. You know, put it through the old rinse cycle, see what comes out. Seriously, get that Word of God in you. And this is what God says. I mean, like I said, again, it's sort of like, mm, yeah. If we keep God's Word in our hearts, Jesus manifests to us and Jesus and the Father makes their home with us. Come on. We're just sort of like. <laughs> it's amazing. And so you go, yep, come on. I think amen. And so, <laughs> and it looks like something. And, and you know, I love the Lord. Do you? Do you? Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my word. <laughs> it looks like something. You know, um, again, married 20 years. And, 
you have to cultivate connection. You have to cultivate connection. I am convinced. I'm convinced. Now, I'm, this is not an offer, by the way. It's not an offer. But I've done my fair share of marriage counselling. Not an offer, okay? I'm convinced nearly every couple I know, so you've got the love languages, words, touch, acts of service, quality time, uh, and service, or gifts, 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 sorry, gifts, okay? What happens is that we all love people how we like to be loved. And I'm convinced that nearly every married couple I've met marries someone with the opposite gifts. <laughs> so someone <laughs> who loves to be served will serve. That person just really wants a gift. <laughs> and someone goes, won't they just touch me? <laughs> and the other person wants to have touchless quality time. <laughs> I'll be here and you'll be over there. I mean, it just happens. You know, can you imagine like <laughs> two people married and they're both worse. You're amazing. No, 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 you hang up. No, you hang up. No, I love you. Love you. Love you more. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're 70 years old and they've never left the house. So, you know, it's so. And what happens is, is you actually, to maintain connection, is it takes diligence. It takes diligence. You just sort of, da, 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 see ya. That's what a lot of Christianity is like. You have to cultivate it. It takes time. If you remain in me, my words remain in you, ask whatever you desire, it should be done for you. We just want this drive-through Uber Eats microwave. Like there's no shortcuts. But there is acceleration. You engage it, it's acceleration. To maintain that connection with the Lord. To do things that you know is right, even when the fields are not there. And so this is what he's looking for, because what happens is the heart of, deceitful, heart of man is deceitful above all things, uh, deceitfully wicked above all things, who can know it? So you go, oh, I don't really feel like that. Just do it. And spiritual law starts to break through and overshadow the fickleness of human nature and because it's a superior dimension. He says, in my name, whatever you ask the Father. So we're asking the wrong questions. We should be, what does it look like to be completely connected to the Lord? And when you're in that place, you'll know what to ask. Because people, when they're not connected to the Lord, well, what if, how if I know if it's the will of God? Wrong question, wrong place. We have to know what it is to be completely connected to Him and then your heartbeat and His heartbeat are the same. No good thing will He withhold to Him who walks uprightly. Romans 8, how should He not, if He, if he did not spare His one and only Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not through Him freely give us all things? 
So it's not that if that's the will of God, it's that's the, it's no, it's actually being joined to the Lord. So you are not just saying His name at the end of the sentence, you're in His name, you're in Christ, in Him, with Him, through Him. And when you say the name of Jesus, it carries something. It moves heaven and earth. Demons shudder. They can see you're wearing the armour of God, the armour of light. They can see you're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. They can see you're not a conqueror, you are more than a conqueror. But it comes through that intimacy because you're already one spirit with Him. You're joined to the Lord. And so getting that, it just starts to invade our inner world. Let's, uh, the last point. You guys doing okay? All right. Hallelujah. All right, we talked about the marriage supper of the Lamb. Let's talk about another supper. Let's have a look at John 6. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is food indeed and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. Again, you look at this and this goes beyond marriage because marriage is a type because people go, oh, with the wife of the Lord and they get all weirded out. No, we're way more than that because it says for me to live as Christ and die as gain. That's where Paul was. All those apostles, they could not wait for their time to be up. You, 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 if you really, really connect with the Lord, you won't, don't wanna hang around here. Like it's not sort of like, you know, your religious duty to give up your spirit. You've actually seen into the multiverse where, where there's infinite love, infinite joy, provision, just, just that connection. It's the connection, right? So Jesus is saying, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, it, it, it's the communion table is a form of the marriage supper of the Lamb. Jesus said in Luke, He says, I have eagerly waited for this Passover. He says, take this, this wine, this, this, the, 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 He said, it represents my blood. This bread represents my flesh. It represents the new covenant. This is why everything's about oneness. I can't remember, it's not that the, um, uh, Deuteronomy 6, I can't remember what they call it in uh, um, Jewish culture, but the Lord your God, the Lord is one. That's the most important statement in the Old, Old Testament. The Lord your God. Behold, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your strength. And you should teach this to your kids. You should talk this to you in the house, outside of the house, write it on your doorpost, on your gatepost, make it frontless before your eyes and on your right, on your hand. It's oneness. So friends, here's the deal. Oneness is where it's at. An instant prayer pops like popcorn, like this. But if you wanna shortcut it, good luck. You go, oh, oh I don't know if I want that. I don't know if I pay the price. I really wanna just do my own thing and got to sort of anoint it. Just, I got my, yeah, I got my plans, and can just God just, just bless that, you know? I, I've got this, Lord. I've seen that. Let me know how that works out, right? And so, so what you have is we're at the wrong question. Here you go. I'm joined to the Lord. You cultivate that. I, I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. It, it, it actually says, if you, if you always please the Lord, even your enemies will be at peace with you. 
I've been in places where God has answered prayers I have not asked because my ways are pleasing to Him. I've been that place. I've been overtaken by because because you can't outgive God. He knows what you need before you ask. So this is where the, the not the work, but the focus and, and it all goes into because you're so caught up in Him. So this is the so so this is why incredible the incredible blessing. Is that, is that you're, you're at the marriage supper of the Lamb as much as you want to be. You can abide in His Word and His Word in you and then you realise and in that day, whatever you ask the Father in my name, that He will do. Who's excited? Who's excited? Who can see a pathway they've never seen before? Come on, wave. A pathway you've never seen. It's Him. It's Him. It's Him. And then intimacy, intimacy unlocks, intimacy unlocks authority. You don't have to scream and spit over people. Demons know when you're around, if you're you're connected to the Lord. (laughs) They do. And and, and, and so we're gonna go, uh, 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 and we're gonna go after this a bit on Sunday as well. But what it is, to be in His name. Whatever you ask the Father in my name. And we're gonna learn about this like crazy because this is, this is your, your, His name's your inheritance. You take on, on His name and His nature and His authority. And when demons look at you, they can only see light. They can only see light. They're terrified. Terrified. Can we put the pads on please? Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you're here, Lord. You know what? I just know that I know that a spirit of hopelessness has been broken tonight. Who feels a hopelessness broken off their life? Wave at me. Yeah, come on, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because it's not about a method, it's about a person. You know, you, 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 your ways are pleasing to the Lord and you walk in Him. You got it all, you have it all, because you already have it all. You don't magnify the need, you magnify the giver. And it's not, it's not, it's not sleight of hand semantics, you know. Truly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, that He will give. So, so the key is build intimacy and that makes you realise who you are whose you are, what you have and what He's done. Let's get our communion out. Our Lord God, You have made the heavens and the earth by Your great power. Nothing is too difficult for You. With God, nothing will be impossible. And to him who believes, all things are possible. Holy Ghost. Who feels, no, actually, I always never ask people to put their hands up when they're holding communion. Okay, work out which side the bread's on.
Because I know one of the residual parts of this truth that we were talking about doesn't just break off hopelessness, it breaks off discouragement. See, if you can go, if you can see the pathway. See, people get discouraged or hopeless when they can't see that there's any way out. But when you can see the pathway and you go, okay, I have to, I have to be applied. And you go, okay. You can see it's going to, it's account the cost, but you get, every, you've, got, you've got everything. See, intimacy unlocks what you already have. How good is that? Okay, I'm going to pray with you guys. And uh, we've got our, um, we got Rosh Hashanah on Sunday. Miracle service, it's gonna be epic. Um, we'll pray for every, everyone with a pulse. Play tom-toms, get words. When in doubt, cast it out, twist and shout. It's gonna be epic. But I just feel like this time now, I'm gonna pray over you guys, we'll take communion. Just, we're, just gonna, we're just breaking off discouragement and hopelessness. Because there you go, you, the Lord's here. He's, he's, our, he's our comforter. He's our comforter. All right, I'm just going to pray. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you today for an invitation into fullness, an invitation <laughs> into intimacy, an invitation into glory, an invitation to manifest what we would consider the impossible. Today, I thank You, it says, you, you will know the truth and knowing the truth will set you free. And whoever the Son sets free is free indeed. We thank You, Jesus, that the truth is awesome. Jesus, You're here. We can feel You, we can sense You. But Lord, right now, holding in our hands represents communion with You, almost like the marriage supper of the Lamb. But Lord, we thank You not only does it break discouragement and break hopelessness? But we thank You with this communion that You prepare us a table in the presence of our enemies. And I thank You, this communion, Lord, having an anointing that breaks off every yoke, every yoke of hopelessness and despair. And we thank You for people going higher and higher in realms of glory. We thank You, Lord. <laughs> Bless this to our bodies in Jesus' Name. Remember, I'll leave you with these three things. Number one, make it a priority to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Number two, live in the Word. You can't read the Word all the time because it's, it's illegal. Because you've got to drive sometimes. But you can meditate on the Word a lot. You go, ah, uh, I don't have a great memory. Well, start with Jesus wept. Don't despise that one. Small things, small beginnings. And the third one is every time you have communion, have it when you're home. 
Don't just have a church. We have every church service. I'd hate to go to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, we didn't think communion was important when we were running our church because we wanted more program. You know, considering on a percentile level, we've got an amazingly healthy church. We, like, like you get churches that get riddled with cancer and different things. We, we hardly see it. it. Happens occasionally. One of those reasons is communion, friends. It says, you know, it says your body was made for the Lord and the Lord for your body. You go, what do you need? Do you need to keep good alkalinity? You know, uh, partial fasting? Watching this, cutting back the carbs? No, you primarily need the Lord because the Lord was made for your body. Can someone say Amen? That's the primary thing. You can do all sorts of like dietary gymnastics till you get tired and busy. I've been on a predicate <laughs> carnivore, vegan bender. You walk home, you can smell KFC in the house. You're stressed and under pressure, aren't you? <laughs> it's the Lord. <laughs> the Lord was made for your body. Praise God. Who can see a pathway in their prayer life? Come on, pathway. To break all hopelessness in Jesus' Name. Have a great night. And don't forget, we've got a big weekend. We've got Andrew Billings next week. Yeah, come on, give the Lord a shout. Come on, give the Lord a shout. <laughs>